Next on the 5 o'clock report. In a dangerous cold, we could get frostbite. Please be prepared for extreme cold. I just happened to spot it out of the corner of my eye. We know that it's a surveillance balloon. Never should have happened. It is definitely an escalation. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Cold weather, cold war. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. We'll get to the latest in the thawing cold war between the U.S. and China in a moment. But first, our own deep freeze. Even a youngster knows this kind of cold is dangerous stuff. In a dangerous cold, we could get frostbite and maybe get sent to the hospital and... I wouldn't want that for anyone. Words of wisdom there as Arctic air and dangerous low wind chills descend upon the listening area. Certainly a good night ahead to stay in, but if you are venturing out, please be prepared for extreme cold across the area. As our meteorologist Kevin Williams, his forecast updated is just ahead. Many cities have warming shelters open for people without a warm place to go, especially tonight. This woman runs one of them. I know that there's still some people out there in tents, and I just really, really hope that they'll come seek shelter and keep themselves safe for this cold weather. One way the city of Buffalo is warning residents about the dangerous conditions, portable electronic signs spread throughout the city. Mayor Byron Brown says it's a new strategy following criticism about how officials got the word out during Buffalo's blizzard. These electronic signs are another way to get information out for people that might not see it on TV, might not hear it on the radio, might not be on social media, might not have access to computers. Many schools in the listening area shut down today due to the extreme conditions. PennDOT's temporarily reduced speed limits on portions of I-79 and I-90 due to the winter weather. The storm systems created a days-long ice storm down south. Hundreds of thousands of Texans still without power and getting frustrated with their utility apps. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's, it's a waiting game. The application, it, it doesn't upload anything. It says status, crew sent, but still pending. There's no time, estimated time of service getting back. And in Boston, the cold weather has created a rather odd weather phenomenon. Frostquakes. That is how cold it is that people are talking about this phenomenon where it's so cold that the water underneath the surface freezes, which creates pressure on the soil and bedrock, creating these loud booms and shaking the ground where it could feel almost like many earthquakes. CBS's Nancy Chen. All right, from the cold to the Cold War that seems to be heating up between the U.S. and China. I was looking out the window like I normally do, and I just happened to spot it out of the corner of my eye. Montanan Chase Dokes, among the first in the public to spot what China says is a wayward weather balloon of theirs. Pentagon Brigadier General Pat Ryder says Beijing's lying. We know that it's a surveillance balloon, and I'm not going to be able to be more specific than that. We do know that the balloon has violated U.S. airspace and international law, which is unacceptable. The giant white balloon continues traveling across America this afternoon, most recently spotted in Missouri. Many, including former Vice President Mike Pence, want the U.S. to shoot it down. But the Pentagon says that's risky due to the heavy payload it's carrying. Kentucky Congressman James Comer. We have China clearly playing games with the United States. This balloon never should have been allowed to cross over into the uh, past the Pacific coast under the continental United States. Never should have happened. Fox National Security Correspondent Jennifer Griffin. It's certainly concerning that the Chinese would be this brazen, particularly on the eve of the Secretary of State's visit to Beijing, which has now been called off. Um, so it is definitely an escalation. It's being taken very seriously. 
All right, other news this day. Now, the U.S. economy adding more jobs in November and December than initially reported. Bankrate.com's Mark Hamrick. The stronger-than-expected employment report stands in direct conflict with fears of an imminent recession, which has been weighing on the minds of economists and business leaders alike. It should also give consumers some added confidence. About 500,000-plus jobs added between December and November. Two people under arrest for the execution-style murders of six individuals in Central California. California. Tulare County Sheriff Mike Boudreaux says one of those men went peacefully, but the other engaged in a gun battle with ATF agents. He was wounded, but is expected to survive. An American aid worker killed while on a mission of mercy in Ukraine. 33-year-old Pete Reed was working with global outreach doctors in Ukraine when he was killed. A statement from Global Outreach says Reed had stepped away from his role as board president to work in the field and render aid. The agency also says Pete's death is a stark reminder of the perils that rescue and aid workers face in conflict zones. Reed was a decorated U.S. Marine before he turned to working in humanitarian aid. CBS's Linda Kenyon. Another urgent warning from Honda regarding some older model Hondas and Acuras that still have potentially deadly airbags inside of them. These are older 01 to 03 Hondas and Acuras with non-repaired Takata airbags. Honda says there are 8,200 vehicles out there that have a high risk of having the airbag inflator rupture that can cause death or serious injury. You can check with a dealer or the NHTSA.gov recall database. That's Jeff Gilbert Detroit. An Iowa health facility fined 10 grand for making a big mistake, pronouncing someone dead who was in fact alive. An unidentified woman pronounced dead by a nurse at the Glen Oaks Alzheimer's Special Care Center in the Des Moines, Iowa suburb of Urbandale was discovered breathing inside a body bag after taken to a funeral home. Just so you know, this female was transported there deceased and she is not. They are in the chapel and she is on a cot. A 911 operator alerted paramedics who went to the funeral home. And CBS's Jim Crisula. The woman was later returned to hospice where she died two days later. Walmart trying to make breaking up a little more bearable this Valentine's Day. The retail giant selling a plush bear with a pretty clear message. It sings and dances to NSYNC's Bye 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 while holding a broken heart and wearing a shirt that reads Bye Bye. Says Walmart, quote, it's cuter than a breakup text. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, helping those most vulnerable to extreme cold weather, neighbors rally to honor a fire victim, and how John Fetterman is getting by in the U.S. Senate. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your family life weather forecast. Atrociously frigid night tonight. Daybreak temperatures ranging generally 0 to 10 above near the Great Lakes, anywhere from 0 to minus 15 elsewhere. There'll be a few inches of fresh lake fluff in localized areas southeast of Lake Syria and Ontario. For your Saturday, a few flurries around for some otherwise clouds mixed sunshine. Very cold, but not as harsh in the afternoon. Temperatures break 20 for some, heading for 40 with some sun on Sunday. All right, thank you, Kevin. Now checking the stories, making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. A code blue alert in effect tonight for that dangerously cold weather. Tracy Cooper runs a homeless shelter in Rochester, New York. We house people like the homeless, whoever needs somewhere to stay and somewhere to eat. Make sure they're safe because it get cold here. It gets really cold. Homeless activist Alan Griffith says converted a greenhouse into an emergency shelter in the Flower City. There's a big difference from living outside in the cold 
and um, having to live in tents or under bridges or in the door stoops of some buildings. So we're trying to house as many people as we can. Other homeless agencies using old ambulances and RVs to shelter people from the cold in Rochester tonight. Many cities have their warming shelters open as well. Two fires in West New York, one fatal. The Niagara County Sheriff's Office says a 70-year-old man has died following a fire in his apartment in Youngstown. Harlan Green was pulled from the building but had suffered from cardiac arrest. And a blaze this morning in Buffalo did major damage to a home on Pomeroy Street, the Red Cross providing temporary housing to its resident. A caring community member rallies to honor the victim of last week's fire in Rochester. That story from Family Life's Greg Gillespie. Mark, the fire on Hancock Street a week ago took the life of 78-year-old Christine Cannon. Local restaurant owner Evangela Stanley has been collecting clothes for victims of that fire, but later found that no family had come forward with connections to the dead woman. That's when Stanley decided to claim Cannon within her own family. I was like, no, this isn't right. And I knew I had to reach out and tell them that I would love to claim her. Evangelist Stanley told Wham News that the woman was a military veteran and she connected with Monroe County Veterans Agency, which is arranging burial at a military cemetery. A funeral service for Cannon will be hosted by the Powerhouse Kingdom Cathedral in Rochester next Saturday at 4 p.m. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. All right, thank you, Greg. A state assemblyman from New York Southern Tier says there's a lot to not like about Governor Hochul's $227 billion budget proposal. The governor says she wants uh, New York to be a safer, more affordable, and more livable New York, but uh, her budget presentation is far from it. That's Republican Phil Palmasano of Corning, who tells Family Life News the spending plan is chock full of reckless and wasteful spending. Our budget is bigger than Texas and Florida, and they're bigger states with more population. I mean, we're not far behind California. California, which has a lot more people than us. Paul Masano believes the Hochul budget will make it harder on small businesses and New York families trying to earn a living. These types of policies will continue to lead to that exodus of more New York families, farmers, small businesses, and manufacturers leaving our state. And that can't happen. That's what I'm very concerned about. The Assemblyman says New Yorkers should be outraged over a state land grab that forces towns and villages to sell property to New York for the purpose of constructing housing complexes. New York taxpayers will also be footing bills for former Democratic Governor Andrew Cuomo's legal defense against a law lawsuit by a state trooper. A state trooper is accusing Andrew Cuomo of sexually harassing and inappropriately touching her. The allegations made headlines before Cuomo resigned as governor. Cuomo denies the allegations. The state attorney general was fighting against having the state represent and pay for Cuomo's legal costs in this battle, but lost in court. So it'll be the taxpayers on the hook for the bills. The female trooper's lawsuit seeks unspecified damages and is pending in U.S. District Court in Brooklyn. Scott Pringle, NBC News Radio, New York. Uh, next to Pennsylvania, more school School buses in the Keystone State are now armed with automated video cameras. That story from Family Life's Terry Diener. Bus Patrol, a Virginia-based safety tech company that supplies the camera systems to almost all the Pennsylvania districts that use them, said it has equipped 1,000 yellow buses in Pennsylvania with the cameras that captured just under 8,000 violations from late August through November. At least 21 Pennsylvania school districts began using the technology at the beginning of this school year. Terry Family Life News. Thank you, Terry. New legislation may change the way school boards operate in PA. Democratic State Representative Joe Webster's proposals would repeal school board members not being able to be paid and would increase the number of training hours required. The bill would also provide free tuition at Pennsylvania State System of Higher Education institutions for specified courses relating to being a school board member.
And stroke victim and new U.S. Senator John Fetterman is getting some assistance in his new job. We get that story from Family Life's Bob Price. Pennsylvania's junior U.S. Senator will benefit from closed caption technology that's being installed just for him in the upper chamber. It's to aid the freshman Democrat while he recovers from a life-threatening stroke that hinders his ability to process and communicate speech. According to Time magazine, Fetterman coordinated with Congress to have the special technology installed at his desk in the Senate chamber. It allows him to read typed closed captions as individuals speak. That technology also assists Fetterman as he delivers speeches himself on the floor of the Senate, which has strict rules prohibiting members from using certain technologies like cell phones. Bob Price, Family Life News. All right, thank you, Bob. Your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Stocks finishing lower today after a back-and-forth session. Coming off of disappointing earnings from Apple, Google, and Amazon, markets were poised to start the day sharply lower. Also, before the opening bell, January jobs reports show that the labor market remains far more robust than expected as the unemployment rate hit its lowest mark in more than half a century. The news move analysts to expect at least another rate hike from the Federal Reserve as inflationary pressures persist. Despite all these items, stocks turned higher at one point before losing steam in the afternoon. Oil today dropping to nearly $73 a barrel. The Dow was 127 points lower, the S&P 500 fell 43, and the Nasdaq off 193. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more online at ambassadoradvisors.com. Thank you, Dave. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. The Bible has more than 2,300 verses about money and possessions, but what does it say about earning? Hi, I'm Rob West with your Faith and Finance Minute. When we rely on our own power to earn, the world is a scary place. We have to be reminded constantly that God is our provider, and not just of wealth, but even our skills and abilities to acquire it. So as you work to earn a living, remember who you're really working for. Colossians 3:23 and 24 tells us, whatever you do, work heartily, as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Earning isn't just about money. It's about honoring God in all you do. Discover the best Christian financial articles, podcasts, and videos by visiting our website, faithfi.com, or by downloading FaithFi, Faith and Finance, from your app store. All right, coming up on the 5 o'clock report, we'll pop out a few fun facts about bubblegum. It's soft, juicy, and delicious. Best of all, Hubba Bubba lets you blow great, big, fat bubbles. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. Certainly a good night ahead to stay in, but if you are venturing out, please be prepared for extreme cold. As we head through the weekend, though, the Arctic air moves rapidly away and temperatures rebound quickly. Overnight tonight, though, bitterly cold, a frigid night. There'll be a few inches of fresh lake fluff in localized areas southeast of Lake Syria and Ontario. Otherwise, just patchy clouds, a few flurries. Low temperatures will range from the single digits in parts of northwest Pennsylvania to the single digits and low teens below zero in parts of central New York. For your Saturday, a few flurries around for some otherwise clouds, mixed sunshine. Very cold, but not as harsh in the afternoon. Temperatures break 20 for some, heading for 40 with some sun on Sunday. 
All right, good to hear. Things will eventually warm up, Kevin. Thank you very much. Finally at 5, happy National Bubblegum Day. The first gum showed up 9,000 years ago. Mayans chewed on rubbery tree sap. Probably didn't taste all that great. Ironically, modern gum was invented by an Ohio dentist who hoped it would be a great way for people to keep their teeth clean. Maybe not so much. But actual bubble gum came courtesy of an accountant, Walter Deemer, who patented the double bubble recipe in 1928. It was pink because that was the only color dye he had on hand. Originally, the recipe included actual rubber, though modern gum uses synthetics, of course. The biggest bubble ever blown? Nearly two feet in diameter. Pro tip, chew at least 15 minutes before trying to blow those big bubbles that removes the sugar, makes the gum more elastic. Warm gum works better than cold gum, too. And if you swallow it, well, your stomach can't digest it, no. But it won't stick to your insides either. Eventually, nature just, you know, takes its course. For my money, the worst gum ever invented, that stuff that came with baseball cards. It tasted like a baseball card. Some fun facts to chew on on this Friday, February 3rd, 2023. That's the world we live in. Thank you again for joining us. Have a blessed weekend. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.